this what we doing here? Another one, another one. I might have to put on my jury for this one. Rave top, rave top, rave top, we're talking that rave top. Safe top, safe top, here we go, talking that safe top. Major key alert. Oh, we good now, oh, we good now. Major bag alert. DJ Khaled. I got the keys, keys, keys. 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 We go to court, we gon' bleed and feel. I know the judge, I'ma shoot him some chips. I got the keys, keys, keys. I got the keys, keys, keys. So he's asking me the key. Till you own your own, you can't be free. Till you own your own, you can't be me. How we still slaves in 2016. Keep it light, keep it bad coming. Every night, another bad coming. I ain't been asleep since 96. I ain't seen the back of my list. I've been speeding through life with no safety belt. One on one with the corner with no safety help. I put fun like Josh Norman. I ain't normal. Just a project. Out in Beverly Hills, California. That great talk. That's fun. Special golf talk here. On my from the mud, damn near all my millionaires. We gon' take it there, I swear. You gon' think a psychic. You ain't seen nothing like this. I should probably copyright this. I promise they ain't gon' like this. I got the keys, keys, keys. 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 We go to court, we gon' plead the film. I know the judge, I'ma shoot him some chumps. I got the keys, keys, keys. Welcome in, everyone, to this week's The Weekly Pink Pill. This is number 20. I can't even believe this has been going for at least 20 weeks with a couple off weeks. So, what, five months or better? Uh, one of your hosts here, The Thalorian, joined up here by Alts Anonymous and Kriegel as co-host. Uh, the Weekly Pink Pill is brought to you by KeysDAO, a Luxocentric community brand focused on fostering positive network effect on and within the Luxo ecosystem. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? Doing excellent. Feeling very pinkish today. Ready for the pills. I am doing fantastic. I just saw Alta's post about 18 months ago. Snagged the Hex Jerzo NFT from CMAT. I can't believe that that was that long ago. Um, it feels like just yesterday when I grabbed mine. That's mind-blowing. We've been here this long. Yeah, I was like, I, I just checked this morning. I was like, I, I'm curious how long that's been. I was like, wow, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, yeah, almost 18. It'll be 18 months in like maybe three weeks or so. It's epic. Time flies fast when you're having fun, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's been a while since we, uh, since we chatted, guys. So I've been kind of off the grid trying to get a vacation in before I go back to craziness playing more golf than I think is appropriate but is there ever a line where it's inappropriate to play golf i don't know i haven't figured that out yet so what uh what do you switch are you a scratch golfer or what yeah no i wish i mean if i played golf every single day sage and i were actually just having that conversation what do you think the handicap would be sage seems to think if you gave him every day a proper eating uh regimen a proper di- uh proper dietary um regimen that he could make the tour I said, there's no chance I'm over the hill. I'm 41. The best I could hope for would be like low single digits. Right now, my handicap sits at about 18. So I'm out there, hit some good shots, hit some shots in the woods. But, you know, every ball is a good ball. It only takes that one good shot to make you come back and play again, right? That's right. You play golf, Alts Anonymous? I've not played in a few years, but I really, I really enjoy it. Um, I only play like maybe a handful of times a year typically, but there was this one summer where I was like, okay, I'm going to go play like 
twice a week all summer and I'm going to buy an actual like pair of golf shoes. <laughs> like, and, uh, and it was funny because I shaved like 20 strokes off my game, like with just a little bit of like consistency. Right. Yeah. So it actually, it's crazy how quickly you can kind of, you know, improve your game when just, when you just like stick to it a bit because golf most games, you really just like for the average player, you know, it's like, you play every once in a while and you have to go like hit the range before you even play around because you're so rusty. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I find that like my improvement in the golf game is like a square root function. It goes up really fast. Like the more I play golf, the better I get quickly. And then it plateaus and just sticks there. So uh, I think I'm still climbing the hill with my handicap going down, but we might find the plateau soon. Kriegel, you ever swing the sticks? Um, well, let's just say I I swing the hockey stick for a while. Um, the golf stick, a couple times, I've got a driver. It's got a nice dent in the top of it. Um, but otherwise, I like to stick the uh, the glow golf um, or the you know the laser based mini golf things of that sort. Um, yeah, but I'll let you I'll let you guys keep climbing that hill of the golf game. Well, I'll tell you, the next time that we all meet up in person, provided it's not in the middle of a giant urban complex like New York City, maybe we get out there and just whack some balls around. Absolutely. I would, I would be down for that. Fantastic. All right. So up here on stage as well, we've got um, Yellow Turtle, we've got Sage, and we've got our friend Leadfoot back. And uh, Leadfoot, you know, I'm going to take the opportunity here right off the jump uh, to give you a little bit of a platform here to tell us about uh, Upturn, right? That was a kind of a really cool thing that you leaked out there. So tell us what you got coming, what you're building, and, and uh, what we can expect to see at the close of this hackathon. Yeah, thanks for having me up once again. It's good to be back in a while, maybe like two weeks, not that long, but it feels like forever in this space. Uh, yeah, Upturn is definitely something that I've kind of been like dripping um, in these key spaces for a while now, but sort of all come together and now you can actually like see some documentation behind it. Um, potentially our, our project for the fame bounty, uh, for Luxo, um, hackathon. So it's myself and Merck, who's another Australian actually, which is wild. Um, uh, he's basically doing all the smart contract side. So we've got a front end of, we kind of, just like pulled together at the last minute. Um, basically, the idea behind it um, is obviously digital fashion and dance music related. Um, if anyone if anyone up here knows anything about the Leadfoot Project, that's what we're all about. But essentially, um, trying to taking like uh, a little bit of a, a little bit from column A and a little bit from column B in terms of um, digital assets. We're essentially proposing um, a similar thing to like a social token system. Um, you might have seen um, the project uh, DSO, which uh, originally was called BitClout. You could basically go on there and like buy tokens and your favorite creators um, on that platform to so say it was like, kind of like a Twitter kind of thing. You could buy like tokens in that Twitter profile, but there was nothing underwriting like the value of these tokens and they're basically based on nothing. Right. So the price kind of shut itself a bit. Um, but 
I think, yeah, the, the, the thing that I've noticed with a lot of tokens out there is like there's nothing really underwriting these tokens. Um, so it's sort of hard to attribute like a real value to it other than like thinking that someone else is going to pay more for it. That's a complete speculative play. Um, so yeah, going at it from that angle, decided to just kind of like propose an, a marketplace uh, type of system where you have like your your favorite artists, music artists who are selling like, you know, their tickets, their digital merchandise, their music, um, and like miscellaneous goods. Um, and essentially you can also buy into their tokens. So if you think they're going to go like really well over the next like five, 10 years or something like that, you can actually buy like a share of their like digital asset, um, uh, like their, their digital asset, asset catalog by buying into their token. Like this is nothing to do with physical or streaming royalties or anything that kind of has happens in the traditional world. We're just purely focusing on digital assets. Um, and yeah, it was kind of like I've done like a whole write up on on the Gitcoin um, site that kind of explains it a little bit more in detail. They can read it another three or four times, so like it makes more sense. But that's the kind of premise is like um, giving artists like a steady income and direct access to their um, to their audience. So the, the marketplace and the platform itself will be fully decentralized. So there'll be no one taking a clip from the artist, um, the artist tokens, and all their digital assets um, are owned by the artist or the person who buys them. Uh, the royalties from that are split up between the owner and the artist as well. Um, and the artist token is a profit share system. So essentially like the royalties that you do get off the artist token um, from uh, sales and transactions in the catalogue of the artist uh, will essentially sort of pay you a type of dividend um, over time. So it's sort of like, yeah, just giving a platform to artists to be able to like capitalize on their asset and allow them to sort of, um, you know, crowdfund their projects and just find a new stream of income. It's kind of been like a long-winded project, but um, yeah, it's all coming together, which is really cool. Yeah, I was just uh, checking up on the Gitcoin uh, hackathon page. Currently, there's 51 entrants. Across all of the categories, there are three in the fame category, fashion, art, music, and entertainment. Uh, Leadfoot, your upturn is one of those projects, and they're awarding three prizes in that area. Uh, just off the screenshot, everything looks pretty clean there. And I love the experimentation with the social tokens and those social currencies related to the artists, right? Um, you know, obviously, blockchain allows for those clean connections and relationships that develop between artists and their supporters or fans. Um, but to unlock kind of like, uh, again, social currencies, which take a lot of, lots of different forms. It could be in the form of merchandise, could be in the form of tickets. It could be in the form of just rewards based, um, tokens for interacting with the artists. Like, I think you could take this thing in a million different directions and I'm sure you have a ton of ideas. You're a pretty smart dude. So I, I'm really excited to see what's going on. And I can say this uh, unequivocally um, of all of the projects that are interacting with the Luxo community right now, you have been incredibly 
um, gracious in in spreading the blessings out to our Luxo community um, with some amazing digital assets already. So uh, we've got you back 110% lead foot. So you just let us know how we can support you and we're going to continue to do so. Yeah, I really appreciate that. But, um, I feel the love, but yeah, only doing it for the people, you know, like obviously I've had to like learn a lot about the technology since I first came over and I came across, sorry. And, um, yeah, you can sort of see like the difference, um, and not necessarily like financial difference that they're making with the, um, with the LSPs. Um, definitely around like digital identity. There's just a lot of things like also the key manager, um, which just totally makes sense in this landscape that we have now, you know, like it's basically going to be like a rug free type ecosystem, which is pretty dope. Um, definitely like a lot less scam projects, um, a lot less people trying to like get into your, um, get into your MetaMask and rip all your NFTs out of there or something like that. So it's super cool. And obviously, like, when you see tech like that, you sort of spread the word around. And it's been fun to be doing it in, like, a real creative way. But, yeah, in terms of ideas going forward with the project, like, we're trying to raise some funding um, by doing this so we can build it out. You know, like, this isn't just something we're going to pack up and run away with. Um, Essentially, like, because it's fully decentralized, we are going to have to have some type of DAO structure involved because um, at the moment it's, it's myself and my own entity um, building it out. But once we do go to that 100% community-owned um, system, we're going to end up like releasing some governance tokens for the DAO, um, which like obviously keep your eyes open because we're going to be offering it to the public first and foremost um, before like the indie labels and that kind of thing that we try to get involved with. So there's going to be a lot of things happening in that regard. Um, I, I can only see like a way forward with uh, infrastructure like this if it is like like well and truly decentralized. Um, so really just trying to like make it work on that on that end, um, and making sure that like what we have proposed and um, what we have built kind of like is self sustainable. And there's there's going to be like some kind of formula between like exactly how much of the sale of the assets gets redistributed to the liquidity pools of the artist token and all these like crazy formulas. But I think it's going to be fun working that out, you know, and um, if you're like a Leadfoot member, which a lot of you are in our last onboarding was like pretty massive with the Luxo limited shoot. Um, yeah. If you're a member, which like a lot of you in this space already are, you'll be, um, yeah, you'll be getting some better testing. Uh, access to that so it's going to be heaps of fun looking forward to it i know for one me like uh, every time anything um like i've said previously a, a large portion of my education on blockchain has come from like monkeying around uh and playing around with the new protocols and primitives that are released by creators like yourself Leadfoot. so in this case here seeing Oh, did I fat finger that or did I get rugged? You got rugged for me back there. All right, cool. Um, what I was saying is I've learned so much by just monkeying around 
myself and playing with protocols. So anytime a new primitive is going to get released, anytime someone is going to experiment with something, I think it's super valuable. And I'm really excited to see what you come out with here. So we, people can play with it. People can start to interact with it. I know the digital music scene is only expanding worldwide. Um, there are artists and creators that need a platform in order to reach a wider audience. I think, um, you know, you're, you're definitely, uh, to use a surfing analogy, seeing the waves coming in and paddling into the correct position right now. So that that's pretty dope, Leadfoot. I'm pretty excited to see what you come out with. Yeah, thanks a lot. And thanks for the support from the whole Keys space and all the members because, yeah, it really helps push things along, especially when you're retweeting and liking, commenting and tagging and that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, gives us a bit of a spring in our step. But also, um, yeah, help spread the word around. I'm just trying to yeah do our best to do that as well. Yeah, awesome. I mean, I you, I'm gonna tie some bows together here. You you talked about you know potentially at some point in the future, kind of launching a DAO, and this ties back to like you know if Sage Yellow Turtle wanted to just mention what they're working on. Um, I think it ties in here because you know when we started this idea with keys, like I've said previously, it was it started from really friends that were really interested in helping out um, this ecosystem because we like the community. We were invested in it. We wanted to make sure that this little baby uh, grew up in a productive way. Uh, we came up with this idea for keys and the initial roadblock, and it was a large roadblock we went in, we, we ran into right away is like, okay, you want to help projects out, but governance structures are really tricky, right? And there's no governance structures that exist on Luxo right now. Like anything you wanted to use is really on Ethereum. So that kind of ties into like what Keys has been working on um, in the background for this hackathon. So I don't know, um, Sage, if you want to give like a 30 second here or a minute, like how it ties into like how in the future, like someone might be able to come in. Um, oh, better support, uh, I guess, a community like Leadfoot in the operation of a DAO? Yeah. Um, I know that, uh, yeah, like you said, as we've been thinking about how to uh, take in potential projects and incubate potential projects, uh, as Leadfoot would know, and a lot of you guys would know, following Leadfoot, um, what we've been able to offer so far has just been uh, significant community support right, in any way that Leadfoot would need, right? Giving him the space to present his information in these spaces and connect with our community just uh, to merge the both. The hope would be that as we're moving forward, we'll be able to create some form of government uh, that Leadfoot with his DAO will be able to hop into and use, right? And like Eat said, uh, no governance systems currently exist on Luxo. So I think that that is an opportunity to potentially skirt around some, like, token-based, uh, like financially-gated token-based uh, governance and move to some new forms that are enabled through the standards of Luxo. Um, so we're reaching towards that uh, with our hackathon project and hopefully um, as we move to forwards and have uh, some potential beta options, we can have people like Leadfoot move in with their supportive community and, and, and form into that structure. Um I really think, Leadfoot, uh, you guys will enjoy what we're potentially building here. Uh, I know that a lot of you guys are probably pretty familiar with DAOs and whatnot, but um, just offering out a governance token that people can yield farm or buy an infinite supply of or uh, just get their hands on a lump sum of them without having any credentials to really be able to govern. And there's some issues with that. So 
being able to provide a different structure that might be able to better um, govern a project like Leadfoot would be a real big hope of ours. Yeah, I'm definitely super into it. I think it's more of a necessity as well with the project. Um, yeah, I'm fully, I'm fully into the decentralization aspect of everything. But I think like for something to actually take take hold, um, you need to like build it out first. That's obviously going to have to be done by someone or some type of entity. Um, but yeah, when it comes to time, I'm definitely happy to like assess all the options. You know what I mean? Because um, yeah, in terms of like what we're going to use the governance for, like moving forward, obviously with with the protocol, um, but also like in the selection of like the artists who can display on the app at the at the beginning. You know, who's going to actually make the most use of the marketplace? What assets are going to be able to have on there? All these sort of things that like help with like grow to like grow um further into like what the community and what the punter actually wants. Um, yeah, we like a DAO, a DAO is necessary for that. You know what I mean? It can't come from like, well, I don't think it could come from one centralized like um, think tank. You know, I think it should be like all spread out to the community and people can like essentially develop it democratically into whatever it wants to become. I think that's super cool. You know, it's good enough for Bitcoin, it's good enough for me. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and I think you're hitting the, the nail on the head there a little bit, Leadfoot. Like, it's not bad. I would say it's almost a necessity to start more centralized and progressively work towards decentralization. Right? A lot of issues of a lot of current DAOs right now are they set up their DAO with no clear mission and vision for the future and then allow their community to then govern that through their governance process. And when you have like a large community like that trying to all come together, and choose one path for a big project, like that can get very muddled, right? So um, I think that you're moving in a, a great direction of you of someone with such great vision towards the future and such a strong plan, setting that down in stone and then opening it up for then the decentralization to take hold of whatever moves forward is a great strategy so far. Let's go. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll from like a... Um a mental model to think about it, you know, you decentralization can be like, Hey, there's one Genesis point, like there's one node. And then there's like lots of different strings that like dangle off that node. There can be a million strings. And if there's no other nodes that those strings interact with, then shit gets tangled at the bottom. It's easy to happen in a, in any real, I guess, high functioning organization, there's going to be sub nodes from the initial node. Like everything, breaks off because you don't need everybody making votes on everything like that is how things go nowhere fast right too many decision makers uh, to use the adage like it's it's too many chiefs not enough indians where like in in the case of you know i, I know what we're putting together here and and the team of five uh people who are working on it are really spending a lot of time and, and it's not even me like i'm i just am aware of the process right now um really looking into substructure governance. So, you know, like if your job is to make votes on uh, like how a page might be structured from a visual perspective, like you can have amazing governance power in that area of a DAO, but you don't need to make decisions as to maybe uh, the business direction of the DAO that might not be like where you're, where you're best employed or, or best serviced. 
And like, that's easy. Like we do that in brick and mortar offices right now. Like we have departments and you're clearly in that department and you're on a need to know basis. But if you're trying to start something in the metaverse from a decentralized reality, like those systems really don't exist. Well, I know they don't exist at all on Luxo right now. And there are only some basic primitives that are trying this stuff on Ethereum. But what Ethereum lacks is the identity systems and some of the base level standards to really empower this. What LSP6, that key manager from Luxo, really does is it builds out this ability to create that substructure governance that's removed from tokens. And I think in that way, it's going to kind of unleash the productive capabilities of the teams that want to build like high-functioning um, organizations from their community members that are participating right now. And that won't be limited to just, you know, um, let's say you know, uh, on the Ethereum level, like token gated, token gated governance, like ERC 20 tokens that could be liquidity mined or purchased on the open market. Like you'll even have the ability here, Leadfoot maybe to tie it to more of like a social token, uh, from the project, from participation, you can only earn it. You can't buy it. Like there's so many experiments that are going to be able to come out here. I think we're going to see like a, a real revolution in, um, kind of, I guess let's call it Dow operation as we transition more towards like, metaverse businesses, metaverse organizations, these decentralized um, groups of people that are trying to push in directions. Like, it's exciting. I don't know. Um, we'll see where we get in 30 days, but I can tell you right now what I've seen from just like what's put together um, in the alpha pre-testing. Like, I know what these guys are building and I think it's going to be really finally start to realize the vision that we had when we put keys together um, where we can start to deliver services in a decentralized way uh, to projects that want to come in and build their communities uh, so we can actually then really fo foster a, a true and positive network effect on the Luxo ecosystem. You know, the more communities that are able to gel around ideas, the more people are building, the better this is going to get overall. Yeah, that's so true. And I, I think like in terms of the financial aspect, yeah, it, it could come pretty, become pretty messy if you have like, if you dish out government's government tokens and then essentially like everyone's working out where the where the funds are actually heading, so the best thing about like upturn and what we're building, it's just simple. It's just it's as simple as a marketplace, right? Like we've seen we've seen exactly how the how this infrastructure works, um, and like you said, everything comes off a node, and then you have different branches that branch off and become its own thing. Like what happens in those branches? like isn't up to us, you know what I mean? Like we're just building the, the main infrastructure for the artists and that will stay like exactly how it is forever, you know, and what other people do off that is totally up to them with the tools provided, right? So, yeah, I guess like we're, we're sort of like coming at it from a creative standpoint, which is like almost the reason for the fame bounty um, is to be able to like use the tools provided in a super creative way, right, and have to draw in people from the music and the fashion industry and art and entertainment, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and yeah, like locking that down and just saying, no, like this is, this is the way it is and this is the way it's going to be forever. Like, um, yeah, kind of, kind of won't work. So, um, yeah, building this out, like with the tools provided, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's super simple, but you know, with a creative spin on it. And we've seen, like, like I said, we've seen all this infrastructure before. It's, it's going to make sense when you use it. There's going to be like liquidity pools, um, percentages of the, of the digital assets that are sold will go into the liquidity pool. So like the, 
the artist can't just like rug their um, artist token, which is what happened a lot in um, in BitClout when it was first starting off with the social tokens. Like people would just buy into these tokens and then like the artists would own like 90% of their tokens and then just rug, <laughs> rug underneath everyone. So it was pretty full on. So it's going to like, we're, we're kind of looking at it from the standpoint of, okay, like we're going to have to have like a win-win between the people who buy into the artist tokens um, and and the artists themselves. So like, say, let's say 50% of the sale from an NFT goes into the liquidity pool and the artists have sold off 50% of their rights to that um, funds from that transaction. Um, that'll get like, that that twenty five percent of the, the sale um, will get locked in liquidity for the artist, and then potentially vested for like twelve or twenty four months or something like that. And the same goes for the rights holder, and maybe the, the rest of the fifty percent of the funds gets paid directly to them. So it sort of like keeps the price of the artist token stable by underwriting it with a digital asset. And I think that like kind of hasn't really been done before. It's a super simple structure. It's totally fair. Um, it's ha- I think Leadfoot might have got rugged. Yeah, at the end there, I think. Ah, oh, damn Twitter, as always. You know, to, I guess, to clean up what Leadfoot was saying there is like, these are all experiments. Um, but I think what anyone who's building this hackathon is finding is that the tool, the standards from Luxo are really creating, enabling experiences that are very familiar in some ways, but alien in others. So if you are very familiar with kind of using Ethereum and being limited to, you don't know who's interacting with you on the other end um, when you submit a transaction that that like gray area or uncertainty is going to disappear when interacting on the Luxo network, right? You're going to know who you're interacting with on the other side. And that's incredibly powerful, Um, right? Like that from first principles is going to change the way that you interact with blockchain. And it's kind of the reason I think everyone here is so excited. I would assume that's why Alt is so excited. Yes. Let <laughs> I me mean, Leadfoot's coming back up here. Let's see if he can get up. But if he doesn't connect, um, taking a long time to connect. All right. Uh, Okay, there's like a ton more to discuss about the hackathon, but I haven't had a chance to talk to my friend Alt Anonymous about Clone, the psychological thriller. And I'd love to hear about that experience, Alt, of making a psychological thriller with an avatar, right? Like your kind of digital identity and then proofing that out. Oh, Alt, uh, Leadfoot's up here. Let's see if he, if he, he can finish his thought. Leadfoot, you back? Hey, can, can you hear me? Yep, good to go. Oh, cool. Um, how hard did I get rugged before? Where, where was I up to? Because I, I kept talking, and I realized my, my, I was not even in the space. <laughs> uh, super. You were going through just like some general tokenomics ideas and saying that you know it hasn't been done before, and really just kind of highlighting that this is going to be kind of a cool experiment on Luxo. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's the simplest of ideas using the tools provided by Luxo. Um, so we know this infrastructure, it's like not something that you have to like think over too hard, but like I think like the underwriting of the, t- um, the token by, by digital assets is something that hasn't really been done in kind of like a localized way, which is kind of cool, you know, and I'm, I'm super keen to see how that plays out. But let's go to, let's go to alt. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with talking. <laughs> All right, my man. Well, Ledford, it's always a dream to have you up here and talking, buddy. So, um, fit, you know, chime in wherever you see fit. And alts, let's hear about this psychological thriller because I, unfortunately, was on a golf course, so I did not get into the loop pod to view it. Um, but you've really been pioneering this VR space uh, with your clone. And, you know, there are some really amazing renders that I think community members are putting together. And there are some great projects from the artifact community that are being put together. But I think you're really embracing this metaverse identity that comes with your clone. Maybe Vega Genesis is another clone that I see doing some really interesting stuff like that. Um, but I feel like you're kind of winding up here uh, to almost build a universal profile around that clone itself and an identity unto itself. And with that psychological thriller, I could see that, that clone, that alt anonymous clone almost being like a movie star. And that's kind of really kind of badass. So tell us about it. That's actually a really cool concept that I haven't even thought about yet. Um, the idea of my clone, like an individual clone and their avatar having its own, universal profile and, and reputation and identity and stuff. Um, yeah, that's actually really interesting. Cause imagine even if you were to like use a, a, one of your clones for, you know, for branding for something or whatever, um, or, or use the IP in some way that actually using that through your universal profile could be a really efficient way to do that. Um, but no, like, like my current, ever since I got these files, <laughs> these 3d files of my, my clone, which I guess has been like, I don't even know a month maybe <laughs> like we haven't had them very long and the amount of stuff people put out and the quality of already is just insane. Um, but I'm just trying to basically experiment with as many different like mediums with these files as I can and just get a good idea of, of the overall landscape because you know, it's like what, what Luxo's building is really focused around like this new creative economy and you know, the ways that we can interact with, you know, in, in web two, it's like you're very limited to, you know, you're more of a consumer versus in, like in this new Web3 world we're building. You have a direct line to these brands and to these artists and, and the community are active, you know, members and helping kind of shape the culture of the project. And it's just really, it, it's, we're getting a whole bag of tools and, and they're just like these early, you know, rough building blocks. But, and that's kind of why my, like, I just kind of consider every project I do like a beta test, <laughs> you know, for like, like clone, I like, for instance, clone, which is like ancient Greek for clone. Um, I just had this idea rolling around in my head for, I mean, I had a concept maybe like, I don't know, seven or eight years ago for this like little horror idea of this guy who gets stuck in a world, you know, it's kind of his like his clone that's like trying to trick him into this parallel world to get him stuck so then they can, you know, take his place. And, uh, and then it just kind of birthed into this like proof of concept, like horror teaser shooting, you know, my, uh, with my clone. So it's really cool. So I got my, you know, my NFT, I took the, the files for that. And then I, I, I rigged it for VR. I went into VR chat and I created, I, I shot stuff just by myself, you know, and, uh, put together a little proof of concept teaser to just kind of give you an idea of like, you know, one world and then style. And then I, 
premiered it in my uh, loop pod via on cyber, you know, so it's, <laughs> we're literally like using NFT to create something and then premiering it on chain, you know, so to speak. Um, and this is just like, it's, it's still a little bit clunky and, you know, but it's like the early building blocks for some really cool interactions and experiences in the space are there already. Um, and it's, I'm just trying to like open, you know, open people's eyes to some of the stuff, um, that we can do and some of the experiences that we can create. And yeah, so I, it's really just like an experimentation of, uh, you know, what we can do with these assets and, you know, moving forward. But yeah, the idea of really expanding the, the branding and stuff with Luxo is, you know, universal profiles. Yeah. Like even, even like a film itself could be a universal profile, right? You could have all the credits listed on there and like all the, the, the artists and, and, you know, collaborators that were involved in all of their profiles and, you know, and so on and so on. And plus like, you know, kind of unlimited and upgradable, you know, data that's, that's attached to all that stuff on chain. Um, because that's one of the main things with, with ARC 725 is changing the game where we're attaching information directly to the smart contract, you know, which doesn't, doesn't, it's very, very limited now, you know, what it can do. It has to point to another site that even hosts the picture, you know, but being able to actually store, you can store that film itself directly on the blockchain. You know, it's, it's really, it's really groundbreaking stuff when you break it down. Yeah. I, I see so much experimentation with these avatar projects, but the artifact community and these clones, because they're so metaverse ready, there's already so many characters that I associate and they're people right now because you kind of know their Twitter presence um, and their characters in real life. Like when I, <laughs> when I think of Yobs or, or like, or Foray, but like um, they are, they're building this presence. And when I saw that trailer for clone, that that's pretty much exactly what I thought. What I thought about right away is Vega Genesis is is exploring this idea of becoming, of having a, um, a basically a metaverse rapper, right? And what Luxo is primed for is building digital identities, um, and digital identities can be representative. Like you can try to merge them, make them digital. Um, we probably will have overlaps going forward with more off-chain data, like more of a hard identity um, when blended with some other systems. But what what Luxo is primed for is kind of, if you want to, creating entire lives for these metaverse assets, right? So like that alt anonymous clone, and again, it maybe that's not the greatest uh, example because alt anonymous is kind of synonymous as like a real person with this identity that he's got on the screen as well. But like, let's say you take any random clone and you wanted to build an identity around it, which people have done uh, with clones, with apes, with some other things, but you can make a universal profile for it. And then as a character, because that universal profile can now be linked to movies uh, like a like a picture like that that you that you brought in um, the clothing that it wears are smart contracts that could be connected to that clone like anything that it wore in the film could be connected to it um, that could also be sold as as like set pieces in the future um, you you know there are artists that are creating sets like you could own a piece that, I, I think back to it like imagine if Seinfeld was like a digital uh, a full digital um, uh, production, right? And instead of owning a Lego set of Jerry's apartment, like I could own Jerry's apartment and I could go sit in there with my clone and go have a, have a fun time with my friends. Like those experiences are 
are really kind of like right on our doorstep. And Luxo is kind of powering all of that. It's it's going to unlock those experiences. Can you have those experiences currently with with maybe Ethereum or some and or like some of their L2s or maybe some other L1s that exist out there? Well, kind of, but like I said, you're kind of jury rigging together a bunch of different pieces to kind of make it work the best that you can. Luxo is kind of making it so everything will be interoperable or, or like that's the plan. So everything is interoperable. Like your universal profile will hold the the um all of the things that are pertinent or important to that digital identity and then you'll be able to port them across any one of these primitives that are being built there. So like again, I hope you deliver on the promise of of I guess your talent as a filmmaker alts um and do some more like maybe some more long form stuff that's really interesting and I I think there's plenty of people that'd be willing to get involved as bit piece bit players or maybe even characters in these in these shorts because they're just they're so damn good um I, I hate I'm going to pump tires a little bit, but you're like a community treasure, right? So, um, like keep doing that. It's pretty badass. Um, there's lots of people that kind of are looking at you for inspiration and you're kind of, I guess, turning over new ground and showing people what's possible. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's like, that's like my main goal is to just inspire others to just explore and experiment and just like create and build and, and network and just play and have fun. Right. <laughs> Cause ultimately like it's a long road that we're on. So we might as well have fun along the way. It's good to watch your progression as well, man, compared to where you were at like a year ago or even a little bit longer than that. Um, yeah. It's pretty amazing. Well, yeah. It's like, it's, it's a bit surreal just, all like all the friends that I have just because because the way you guys recognize me, I recognize you just the same. And it's like when you just see someone's someone's PFP that you, you know, spoken to for, you know, a year plus and maybe even met in real life and it's like yeah, every day it just adds to it and it um yeah, this is really it's really powerful and it's like and we're only getting more and more tools to grow these identities and to authenticate them, um, you know, in ways that you can't even really do in the in the physical realm. Yeah, my brain kind of just like fell down this this hole. Like I, I tripped and went down it. So bear with me here for a second. But you know, like I, I really see uh, when people hear DAO, they hear buzzword right now. But like when I see DAO, like I just think of them as really they're they're just organizational structures. So they're businesses of the future. So think about it. Like if you wanted to do clone as a film, you could launch clone as its own little. Um, if you wanted to, you could create an organizational structure just around that film itself. Like you could have an executive producer, you could have a director, you could have cast members that all might, all might have different permissions. You could have a marketer um, that has different permissions. And then you could basically coordinate through these DAOs through like a very simple DAO structure provided that there is a platform wink, wink that's make that allows you to do that. Um, You could basically unlock, right? Unlock the potential of that group to, to, coordinate and produce something much larger than an individual is capable of. Um, I, I think like those types of bingo, not, not only unlock the potential. Sorry, that was wicked laggy. Did I not start talking before you? I'm sorry. I was going to say like, not only unlock the potential, but as the potential keeps flowing, 
be able to dish those individuals verified credentials so that after that movie is produced, they're able to then take their talent and go find another position somewhere else, which, yeah. Yeah, it's like really, like you said, it really is just like a legal structure at this stage. Like to allow this to operate, um, you know, in a decentralized fashion, it, it takes a similar structure to like an association. I don't know if you know how like that works, like a club, essentially. Like you can have a legal structure for a club or association. And it's like a really, really similar setup. And the faster we can get those like those breaks out, um, then it gets passed in legislation. It's going to be the better for all of us, you know, like. Um, it's happening super slow. Uh, I think in Australia, they've just like, they've just passed it. I don't know if you can set it up right now, but it's definitely, definitely, um, definitely the future, future company structure. I mean, this is the wild west right now. So there's so much experimentation. So it may be a buzzword, but it's like, not like, uh, shitty buzzword. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I think there's so much experimentation going on right now. There is definitely like, we're not fully merged (laughs) digital and physical. There's physical regulation in our kind of meat space that is definitely prohibitive. Um, But there's a lot of stuff going on in the purely digital space right now that expands across national boundaries that expands across. um, Let's even call it physical existence into really in some cases, fully anonymous or pseudo-anonymous relationships. And a lot of that stuff can be coordinated, if not through like a full legal structure led foot, they can be coordinated through almost like a bylaws that you would have in any organization. And just those bylaws govern how people interact with one another and create some structures where, you know, I guess people would say, well, I don't want any types of limitations in my interactions. and, And I see that as being frictionless. And I would argue that that actually increases friction significantly because if you don't have prescribed paths through which like certain elements of the organization, if you think of the organization like a machine move through, then you're going to create rubbing and pinch points that might be unintended. Where if you just create prescribed paths through which things are done, I think that that like reduces friction significantly. And I think that that's like, I, 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 see, sure. that, I see that's like where we're going. And I think it enables like the full creative economy as kind of maybe envisioned out envisioned by the team at Luxo when they put this, put that white paper out there, because in the case of just going back to like, if let's say clone becomes a movie you on that, if, if clone became was given an ERC seven, two, five unto itself, which is completely possible, right? It, it becomes its own. It has an identity unto itself. Now credited in that could be, your set designer on chain, your costume designers on chain, the actors on chain. And it all references back to the digital identities of those creators themselves, of those specific people. So if Kriegel does this amazing work as a set designer and then Leadfoot comes in and he's providing the score, all of that can be referenced on that picture, that ERC 725 on chain, but also then it builds up the credibility, like Sage was setting, saying, like the identify, it's like a, it's like a, uh, a, a verifiable credential that that you can make claims against um, going forward as you go out and you look to do something else um, on chain, like you want to participate in another movie or someone is looking for clothing design, right? Like that that's kind of 
the really interesting thing here. These models exist in real life. We're trying to apply them to a digital space and it's happening everywhere right now. I think Luxo, again, just is creating prescribed paths and not maybe not Luxo themselves, but the people that love Luxo, like our like ardent little community, are trying to figure out these prescribed paths to to really reduce the friction to enable this stuff. And I love to see these like experiments, whether they be creative experiments like clone, uh, protocol experiments like upturn, or going forward digital fashion experiments that people that are way more talented to me, like which is someone like Kriegel can like whip up and put together in no time. If you've ever seen Alt and I draw in gravity sketch, we're like two monkeys playing with, with clay, but Kriegel is like a wizard putting that stuff together. Um, and I think all of these talents are able to come together in a much more seamless fashion, just given the opportunities that Lux is providing us. Yeah. And if you were to like explain that, if you were to like explain that to a lawyer in the past, you know, about like maybe a contract or something like that, or like, you know, three different people coming together, to, coming together to write a song or something like that. They would, they would literally say to you, like, you can't do this, like in, like in as as your person, you have to have like a separate entity or legal structure set up to like facilitate that. Um, I think like what a DAO is is essentially just that. You know, it's it's that legal structure that's clear cut. Everyone everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone knows what the clips are. Everyone knows like where the funds are going. Who's got voting rights and like like. Yeah, it's, it's we're we're still at the infancy of that whole whole setup. You know, it, you're right. It is a buzzword, and everyone's saying it in the space. But like the reality of it, like it's not going to be a buzzword in ten, fifteen years' time. It's going to be like saying what an LLC is. You know, today, you know, it's like <laughs> some of the most valuable companies in the world are LLCs. I'd say probably like the top all of them, <laughs> essentially. So. Um, yeah, like, yeah, we're we're really at the infancy. I think like learning how these structures will work from from the get go and kind of even like building it out um, because we are the consumer at the moment. Like we are the the one sort of like writing the laws as as we as we work in this space, et cetera, et cetera. Super exciting to see where that's all going to end. Yeah, Ledford, that's a that's a great way to put it. Like this is just like the future LLC, um, and I think it's it's going to be the same with like. The, the term nft like that's something that people think of and they're like oh you immediately get like people get ideas in their head when they hear nft like oh it's a fad it's a thing like whatever but no that's it's just a technology and the same thing with dao it's it's just a technology that's enabling you know new forms of communication organization you know just making things more accessible whether it's the information about a product or in this case like the voting structure for an organization like yeah, DAOs, NFTs, like these are just going to be things. They may not be called that specifically in the future, but I think the underlying tech, um, that's, that's definitely them. You know, I, currently like on Ethereum, just for reference, you want to participate in a governance protocol like Snapshot. You better have a token that you've issued. Um, and that's going to require some effort right like if you want to issue an ERC20 token you're going to have to do that um it it's not easy find a smart contract developer to get it done or use some third party protocol that you can find out there but you don't own the contract with something like OpenSea you want to issue an NFT it's an OpenSea shared contract right so um there is 
the opportunity now with these new standards to move away from this token gated voting and move it directly into something that is more decentralized, but, but, uh, directly owned by the people that are putting it together. And at the same time, like the barrier for entry, I guess is, is I'm like talking this out as we go here, guys. But like my point being, any person you want to make it so any person who has an idea can create a structure upon which then they can build on that idea if the entry barrier right now is go find a smart smart contract developer how many great ideas die on the vine because you just can't find someone to write contracts for you right like that's just an impossible thing um you want to put a token out there you've got this great idea for an nft project but you just literally you're never going to find a developer well Luxo is going to make it so like you can go and you can issue that directly from your universal profile. Now imagine you had a business idea and then you want to release a token related to that business idea. Well, you could go in, you could start a DAO that's tied to universal profile and then issue all your assets directly from that. If you don't know how to do that as an individual, well, that's where keys would like to come in and make it so you can get that done right from a protocol. So you can come in very simply from a user interface click some buttons and make it happen in a kind of frictionless way. I, this is, this is like, you know, I'm talking about this stuff because I'm like really excited about it, but I'm most excited because going down this journey or beginning this journey in this community, like I wasn't always, Hey, I love community. Um, blockchain guy. I was just an investor. I mean, that's what I wanted to do. Like anyone else, I just wanted to make money because I don't want to work anymore. I want to play golf every day. But what I found along the way were some really great friends and some really positive relationships that have improved my life. Um, Do I have a lot of responsibilities and get burnt out sometimes? Sure. But I think that's normal for everybody. What I want to see more than anything in the world is my friends, like these people that I've come across, these relationships that, that have blossomed. I want to see my friends do well. I want to see their creations move out and gain a wider audience. Like, and when I say friends, like that, that circle is expanding constantly. Like Alt put up just like a quick Twitter circle this morning. Like these circles, they evolved, adapt, but overall, these network relationships expand. If any person had a project from this room right now, and you've got a great project, and you wanted to put it out there, man, I'm going to support the hell out of it. I want to see what you do. Um, and I see there's so many people here. Like, I, and I know that there's great ideas that are coming, and I'm so excited to see it happen. I just want to remove any entry barrier for any person, even with the smallest idea, to gain access to this world. Because the more people that gain access to this world, the more interesting shit there's going to be to look at. And that's kind of like been the underlying principle of this entire journey. And I feel like we are so damn close to making that happen right now. I've got, you know, like two co hosts up here on stage. We all have different talents. I know Alton Kriegel are incredibly talented people, way more talented than I am uh, in certain respects. And like, I just, I, I want to see like their creations get out there to the greater, the greater populace. And that goes for Leadfoot. That goes for any person up here. Like you got something. I want to see it, find an audience and, and really get out there. That like you diving into what you're just saying. You like, yeah, really stripping away that entry barrier for so many people, because you're going to get an influx of ideas and concepts that you, you know, you couldn't really imagine. And I, I imagine the exponential curve of growth, like the network effect will be pretty, uh, you know, pretty impressive to say the least. But, you know, so being able to mint and create things directly from your own universal profile with just like 
a few clicks of a button, like in a sleek, seamless manner. That's a, that's a fun, nice experience. Like, imagine that, right? We haven't seen that yet. Uh, so imagine how many more people haven't come in because of the complications of doing it all. Um, but also, like, kind of tying back to what we we're talking about, like the film crew and kind of having, you can have that stuff on chain in the profile. But imagine, say, you, you had an idea for a project or a DAO and you, you wanted to, okay, you can, you can go on there and find a profile that would help you set it up. And then you can find a profile of a project that you liked and you could see who worked on that through all the, you know, all the reputation based systems on there. And you could go through and find information, verify that they were on that project and did that work. And then you could hire them to do your work. You know, I'm just, I just like to imagine of like the networking of you know, finding team members to collaborate with. I imagine like that's going to be so much more efficient, you know, with this system. Yeah, I think um, like one thing we were talking about earlier is like how good current organizations are at human coordination, right? Like they bring in workers, they have the HR process of onboarding and educating, they load them into their different departments. They're then working with like-minded people with like-minded tools and abilities to get their tasks done and it works in a great fashion, right? They're then able to take their experience that they earned from that place and go to a different project to move up in that similar organization, right? Do whatever they want with the talents that they just furthered in that position. I think that we're in a u- unique position with Luxo to be able to kind of take that human coordination that organizations have figured out over the years to really capture and implement onto blockchain and really use the st- standards that Luxo has to offer to even further that ability, right? Like, Someone could go into an organization and work for a while and then come out and tell you about that. And you could call up their employer and be like, hey, how did this go? Like, how were they? Blah, blah, blah. Like, did they actually do these things? But the fact that those things will be represented and easily viewable for you will, just like Alta saying, really lower the barrier to entry to find potential people to help on your project and really just be able to identify that you're working with the people that you think you're working with, right? So just a lot of opportunity to kind of really further the space, right? Because as Eve said, DAOs right now, kind of just a buzzword, right? It's like a group chat with a wallet as of right now, right? Just trying to further it, make the organization of the future. Also, one more thing, sorry. Um, There is the uh, Luxo office hours today. I think they start at like 2 p.m. East. Um, And Jonathan was asking if, Anybody had any questions that they wanted addressed or anything like that, they could um, throw up there and, and get out for the public. So if anyone has any um, anything they'd like to see addressed in that office hour, feel free to shoot me a DM and I'll get it over to them. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Um, all right. So I'm just like uh, scrolling the hackathon page right now. And like I said, uh, last week there were 43 projects that were officially listed this week there are 51 i think as we march towards august 31st we're going to see more projects that'll pop up uh, because i know of some builders and teams that are out there working that i have yet to see them register Uh, there are some really interesting things that came up in this latest little round of people popping in here um, the one, the few that popped in fan zone has actually popped in a few entrants. Um, they're going to finally throw up their implementation of universal profiles. Um, you know, fan zone is interesting because 
They had really early access to L14. If um, They're a digital trading card um, focused on sports mostly right now, although there could be fan zones in almost anything where there's a collectible. They've really pioneered the LSP8 NFTs. Um, the LSP8 NFTs, think of them as like unique non-fungible tokens, but like alts would say, with kind of the infinite amount of metadata that can be attached or upgraded, um, since last June, they've deployed over 10,000 of these tokens on L14. Uh, and Claudio Weck, who is a former chief technical officer at Porsche for blockchain, um, he co-authored the LSP8 standard. So they have an entrance now in the universal profile side. Uh, I'm really interested to see what they've come up with. They've also put in an API um for relayer services, for like a relayer service that's being operated by FanZone. And they've also put up a social recovery tool that they're working on. Uh, social recovery tools being really important, right? So if you have an Argent wallet, you know, and some people here have Argent, you know that you can kind of uh, use your friends to recover your wallet if you drop your phone in the toilet while going pee, right? Like let's that's happened to people before. Um, you could get a new phone. You could say, Hey, alts Kriegel, help me out. Like, let me back into my wallet, social recovery tool. Those social recovery tools don't happen for MetaMask right now. So if you had a MetaMask, you drop your phone in the toilet, you better hope that you have, uh, your private key written down somewhere. What luck, what fan zones coming, like really proposing is, uh, I guess a social recovery tool that they're working on. And there's a couple other social recovery tools being put out there by some teams, uh, which I think is, is again, super cool. Um, that's probably, you know, again, super cool. What the hell does that mean? I think you have a powerhouse builder in Claudio Weck and his team of blockchain developers at FanZone. They have, they've had eyes on this for a couple of years now. They've been intimately involved in developing these standards. FanZone is something that you want to pay attention to if you're not already if you're not haven't already visited FanZone previously. Um, I would say you should go and check FanZone out. Um, if you're not a fan of the German Bundesliga, then you might not resonate with the cards that they put out at the moment. But I'm sure that that project will expand as you move forward. And I know that Alton Kriegel own a couple cards themselves, correct? Oh yeah, we got a bunch of stuff on there that I was collecting. Um, it's a great platform. I'm no Ethelorian, though. I remember, like, wow, he's like, he crushed the leaderboard. I think they literally, like, self imploded when he started buying packs. Well, it's addicting, right? Like, uh, any collectible, uh, I, it's, it turns into magic internet money, and now I'm just buying collectible cards. So, uh, during Euro 2022, like, that's just pretty much what I did, or Euro 2020 was what it was, played in 21. Um, I just bought a bunch of cards, but, Again, really cool experience that can be expanded on significantly. And I'm pretty sure Kriegel got like a limited jersey, limited edition fan zone jersey that you won, correct? Yeah, that is correct. Uh, German national jersey. Um, yeah, I, I started collecting some of the cards and I saw your collection come along and I'm like, can't compete with that. If it was Star Wars cards, yeah, I, I would I would win that though. You know, what's interesting is you could have a fan zone for Star Wars, right? It's not limited to sports collectibles. And I think that that's the interesting thing about fan zone that'll start to come online here. 
Oh, absolutely. I think the uh, possibilities there are, are going to be endless. I, I remember early on, they had some early Q&As about like, uh, or different question and answer sessions like on their, I think it was on their IG stories. But anyway, they were asking like, oh, what, what do you want to see on the platform besides sports? And yeah, I, I threw some Star Wars in the mix there. I think it'd be great to see other IPs like imagine getting like Pokemon on there or uh, Marvel. Imagine collecting your favorite clone uh, metaverse um, superstars, right? Like you can have an entire line of different poses. Uh, who even knows? Um, clone oh. movie stars. Yeah, Holtz, uh, when are you doing the uh, the limited card collection? <laughs> Just your clones. No, that is actually like one of the really cool things about like FanZone. Yeah, like not only do they can they bring in other IPs, but also like small brands and personalities, like with much smaller, you know, more niche communities, but they can have their own ways to interact. Uh, yeah. Because the, just the concept of, of the way you can reward your community is with, with what FanZone is doing is really dynamic for sure. Well, I know that when I talked to Claudio um, last year, the first thing I said to him was, wouldn't it be really cool if I had these collectible cards, but I could go into a stadium and watch my favorite team play, but then interact with a fantasy game based upon the cards that I held in my collection. Right. So like that might be like a real, like a neat in-game experience. I mean, that's just an add on. There's the game on the field, but then there's also a fantasy game of some sort related to basically um, the collection that I have. And then I can play against other people that are in the stadium as well. Right. Like that, those are those are augmented experiences that I think we have yet to really tap into in a meaningful way. But we will. And then and the beautiful thing about blockchain is you'll be able to attach bounties onto that as well. Um, and I do realize that gambling is illegal in some places, but there is, are interesting possibilities to allow for this kind of stuff. My phone keeps blinking in and out. Did we get rugged again or are we good? Well, you're good, man. We're just thinking about what you're saying deeply. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's so many interesting ways to do it. Imagine like on the creator side, like I go to a concert, there's a DJ up on stage, right? And he's playing and I can tip them through the blockchain immediately, right? Like I love what's going on. Boom. It, you're like a busker, but to a wide audience and I can just drop tips in. Like you just knocked it out of the park or there could be Easter eggs in the show at any time that your fans can interact with like really interesting things. I think that are available across all entertainment platforms like that. Well, you could be like, it could be a bit of like social kind of social tokens as well. Like an artist could hand out tokens like as PO apps, you know, to events. And once you cash, you like cash in a certain amount of tokens to basically like help, I don't know, like, organize the the playlist for you know for a certain performance or whatever like i mean you could you could literally craft that in however you like it but yeah with these tools you can literally give stuff directly to your to your fan base in a very curated fashion yeah, it seems like it's like couldn't be too hard to do either you know like once once the ball gets rolling i think like all these kind of things that you're talking about will become reality like quite simply but um, one thing, like, is pretty dope. Uh, I don't know if you've seen any posts I've been doing recently about another block. They're doing, like, um, 
tokenization of like music royalties, streaming royalties and stuff. But yeah, they're um yeah, that's sort of just like got my ears picked up when you said that. Um, like imagine watching a show and like you actually own rights to that track that's being played, and you're just like making making cash while you're listening <laughs> listening to the track. It's pretty wild. But um, they're doing. Um, I'll just do a little shill. They're doing like a their first drop on the 19th of August, which is pretty cool. Um, there's actually an AMA after this. I'm gonna have to bounce to like six or sixty Um because yeah, they're doing like an AMA with the CEO um, to ask him how, how how it all works and et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, they've I've partnered up with them and giving away like a wow list um, spots. If anyone's interested, hit me up in the DMs. But super cool. It's something like massive that I've never really like wanted to like I'm going down the digital asset path. I'm not necessarily too interested in like the the existing structure of the music industry. It's always a bit too big a task that I like could see myself undertaking. But yeah, they seem to be giving it a red hot crack. Um trying to open up like investment into music to for small players like like myself, which is pretty cool. If anyone's interested in music or music royalties and streaming and that kind of thing, definitely want to check out. I like anything that rewards people like in real time. Um, and, and it's kind of like done in a drip fashion. So I'll take, I'll check that out. Leadfoot. Um, and at the same time, like my brain is it two cups of coffee. I try to have two cups of coffee before every one of these. And then that's like a good thing and a bad thing. It keeps my mouth going, but it, it makes my, it, like it turns my brain on overdrive and sometimes I space out. Um, what well, I was thinking about, I, I don't ask me why. Um, but with our universal profiles, a lot of the thing, whether they, <laughs> I could extend this to music and I might in a second, but if I start this with the idea of when you equip a picture to your universal profile, you actually attach that photo on chain, right? So like you are taking that photo and that is an on chain piece of information now. Right. So that information literally lives on chain. And and the reason I say that is because you could immediately, if you were an NFT PFP collection, you might be able to you could probably develop a system where when one of these PFPs is then verifiably used on chain, you could drip back social currencies to these people um, for the block time that is it is equipped so if you have your, and I'm just going to use a clone here, if I have my clone equipped as my universal profile avatar, then for every block that it's equipped, I could be dripped out a token. And it, again, it could be non-monetary. It could just be like a cultural currency. There's lots of different ways you could go there. I could also see at some point, you know, like I'm old enough that I remember MySpace. And one of my favorite things about MySpace was that you could load up songs that would play when someone visited your profile and that was super cool like imagine if you could have then music that loaded up when someone visited your universal profile like if someone had a social media that way and if you have certain songs equipped right like if i had a leadfoot track equipped then every block that that is equipped and someone visits my profile and it plays then you know there's a like some type of streaming like I said, cultural or social 
currency that is dripped out to me as a user, like basically playing that music on behalf of the artist, right? There's lots of different possibilities here that could come up, um, you know, and we'll see lots of experiments like that. But because all of this data exists on chain and it's attached verifiably to your universal profile, all of those block time rewards are going to become available going forward. Are they going to be available at jump? No, someone's going to have to build them. But these are the types of experiments that are possible and probable going forward. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, I hadn't really quite thought about that. I mean, I've thought about the social media profile and everything and, and, and the Web2 sites, integrating those into like your universal profiles. But yeah, like making your wallet itself like a like a MySpace kind of gallery for your NFTs even uh, and kind of curate that. That's, that's really, really cool. Because um, all we have now is like, you can pull out someone's open sea and it's just like the typical open sea garbage <laughs> like layout, right? And then that's it. You know, that's all you got. You Maybe you get a banner, you know, you can change your name and your little PSP, but that's really about it. Yeah, expand it out to an on cyberspace, right? Like let's say you had your loot pod and you have your loot pod, but people can verifiably get in there by logging in, right? Like... Luxo is going to provide the opportunity that if you had an on-cyber space-like environment, it could be done by spatial. It could be done by a lot of different different providers. So don't get locked into this idea that it has to be on-cyber. But it's a metaverse environment that is tied to an on-chain experience. Well, if inside that metaverse environment, if I, in my loot pod, constantly had like a background track that was playing, well, every time someone visits my loot pod, if I drive a lot of traffic through it, then it's going to play that song. And every time it plays that song, like there was a cultural token that was dripped out. Like that's what I see. Like it doesn't have to be a flat two-dimensional like MySpace primitive like the way that it was. It could absolutely be a far more immersive experience um, that is provided in the metaverse. So something that is much more, uh, I don't know, forward thinking and interesting than just a flat like you know web-based interface that we're going into although we could start there and it could expand out going forward then obviously we could move into the ar direction absolutely in augmented reality where these experiences especially like let's say on the digital fashion side you know for every block that you have a piece of digital fashion equipped then you also could get dripped out like again, social tokens or some type of social currency that proves again, like it's one thing to say, yeah, I am a supporter of this brand. It's another thing to truly rep that brand by having it equipped all the time, because there's so many choices across all of the providers that are out there. There's lots of, there's going to be lots of digital fashion pieces, but if I'm a supporter of Colton rain and I say, I love what they're putting out. I love these shoes and I have them equipped. Well, that is verifiable information that they now know I'm a supporter, a true supporter, not just, I'm not just virtue signaling. I'm not just LARPing as a supporter. I'm a true supporter of their brand. And because it's tied to verifiable information and it can be tracked in block time, like they can truly, I think maybe even establish like a reward system or like, again, a social currency leaderboard based upon people who are equipping their information. And that the, these possibilities are like, Again, knocking on the door and truly unlocked and powered by this L1 um, and the standards that they've kind of put out in front of us here. 
And I know Kriegel blows my mind every single time he talks about augmented reality experiences because my little brain just has, I mean, I love to think about it, but as a futurist, I think Kriegel has like a really good grasp on like where we're going from that augmented reality perspective. Well, I mean, thank you for that. Um, (laughs) There's so many possibilities there. But, you know, you were talking about um, tracking, like, who's equipping what and when and where and how and for how long. I mean, think about what's now possible. Like, rather than getting that email of, like, hey, you get, you want 10% off, there's a 10% off sale for uh, end right now on, uh, you know, these sneakers from last season. Well, Paige and Kriegel, Paige and Kriegel. Yo, what's up? I can hear you, Kriegel, just fine. All right. Partial rug, maybe, maybe not. I think rug on, rug on Sage's side. Go ahead, Kriegel, continue. Um, yeah, well, and rather than getting these, like, random, this is maybe the future of, of targeted ads. Um, rather than getting future ads or future sales, just based on like random things or just because you shopped at a place. Now it could be based on like what pieces that you've bought and for how long you've worn them while equipped on your universal profile. Like you'll have your avatar for all, for all of your different worlds within the multiverse of the metaverse. Um, so you might have a VR chat avatar and it has, you know, one, one brand equipped and then your Fortnite avatar might have, another brand equipped um, and maybe that's the one you use more, but then your AR skin that you're using day to day. Yeah. You, maybe you have a couple brands equipped that you wear all the time when you're during business hours, but then during nighttime hours, when you're out and about out in the town, you know, you, you flip, you switch your brands up. Well, now your universal profile can see like, Oh, okay. You're wearing these brands 30% of the time and you're wearing these other brands 70% of the time. Okay, well, we're going to reward um, you since you wear these brands 70% of the time. We're going to give you 40% off versus 20% off on your next purchase. Or like it, it can it can start to track all of these things, um, but in a way that's like, you know, potentially non-invasive because, you know, you're granting the permissions to do so and if you don't want those things to be tracked then you know you can just deny the key that permission and you, know, you might miss out on like a sale or a promotion or whatever but you know that's your right with privacy um but i think it's so much better than all of these random ads that we're getting targeted now on like instagram and, and twitter and like especially now that they're not even specific to the users um because you know apple privacy has kicked in which i think is great um but yeah, now now targeted ads are like even less relevant because the, the marketing doesn't have any any clue on how to actually target data anymore. So you know this could be a whole other avenue of just the marketing side of things and ads. I mean, if you're a brand or creator, you want to know who your true supporters are, but you also want to go out there and you want to expand your user base or your supporter base, right? Like that's the idea. As it stands right now, any one of us in the meat space, like we could go out there, you could purchase yourself a piece of fashion and then just LARP and say you're, you've been a supporter since day one. And the fact of the matter is no one would probably know the difference. I'd have to go out and then I have to like 
become an internet sleuth. I'd have to get out my pipe and I'd have to get my Sherlock hat and I'd have to like check all your socials and see, are you really wearing that brand? And no, no brand is most likely going to do that. I mean, it's just not possible. So instead, when you go to buy an item, they say, Hey, do you want to provide your sensitive information to our system so we can track every purchase you've ever made? Like that might not be what, and like most people want to do, I know me, like when someone's like, Hey, do you want to sign up for rewards? I, like I patently just say no, right? Like, no, it's a, it's a pain in my ass. It's a waste of time. I don't want to do it. And I don't want you to know, like at the grocery store, do you want to sign up for our rewards? No, I don't want to see what food. I don't want you to know what food I'm buying. I don't really care if you're going to give me 10% off. This is why I lose sleep. Cause I, I feel like, I feel like it's going to hold me accountable. <laughs> <laughs> I have to always be creating. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but, but like the truth matter is here, like in this, in this new paradigm, like you don't even have to ha- ask those invasive questions, right? You can just have the system itself set up to, again, like your asset, you might given the universal receiver that's like listening for all of the calls on a token, right? Um, so if they're going to be transferred one way or another, you might even be able to, again, like all this stuff has to be built, but the idea I want to know when that token is equipped, right? When it's live on someone's universal profile. And if you can create that experience, then it moves out some of those invasive questions that come up at the, at like the outset and instead allows you as the creator to really know in a verifiable way who is supporting you and who isn't, who is your LARPer. And like, again, maybe you don't care if people are LARPing, but if you're giving away really amazing rewards to your supporters, like if you're going to give, you know, if you're, if you want to reward your day ones, like how do you figure out who those people are? And, uh, I think, you know, again, these possibilities exist. I think we're going to see a lot of experimentation around it. Um, we're right at kind of the, let's call it the boundary of that fun of that real frontier opening up for us. But if you are a brand, if you are a metaverse native brand and you're not really investigating the potentials that exist in this Luxo ecosystem, I think that you're kind of missing the boat a little bit here in 2017, 2018, when they started to put together, that's Fabian and Marjorie, this idea um, about like, what is the use case that is not being serviced by current smart contract platforms? Um, Because at that time, everything was really just DeFi based they identified it's going to be this identity based system and it's tr- and and that it, that really is going to unlock some amazing use cases going forward um and like i said i've said previously identity identity was called out by vitalik in the original ethereum white paper just the standards environment or ecosystem in ethereum is so noisy right now it's hard to get these things through so if right now in luxo this thing is primed just for that use case and it's going to take really creative people to come out and experiment with that use case to see what's possible. And I, I do think, um, given the, the scope of the creative economy, like what people are trying to produce, what they want to produce and what's possible to be produced. Um, this is a sweet spot for it right here. So you should be paying attention to it. Hey, Hey guys. Um, that's dope, Ethan. I was just going to say, I'm going to quickly jump off, but thanks for giving uh, me a platform and obviously the Upturn project. If you haven't checked it out, um, everything's on Git, Gitcoin, um, description wise. And if you're yeah, into the code and stuff, it's in GitHub. 
but you can see the links, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I appreciate it. And um, yeah, sorry, I have to run. Hey, no problem, Leadfoot. It's great having you on. And just like we did with the first hackathon, it was great to get on uh, projects and project founders after their projects were live so people could go around and play around with them and it gave a, t- a chance to feature those things. We'll definitely do a very similar thing this time around because we want to give all of these amazing things that are being built, these primitives, these experiments, the light of day so people can interact with them uh, because your idea will only spur 10 more great ideas from other people, right? And all that experimentation is going to build this network effect that we want. Yeah, I'm so into it. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for that. Um, thanks for everyone listening as well. If you have any questions about what we're doing, just yeah, hit us up in the DMs. We're always active and can always talk. So cool. Thanks, guys. Gonna love you and leave you all. Peace. Peace out, homie. Cheers. Um, I actually wanted to, to plug uh, another great project that's building on Luxo's right now as well. Um, Universal Page, like talking about the MySpace experience. Like I imagine like Universal Page might actually be able to integrate something like that pretty pretty easily and give you the, the customization that you want to, to craft that experience. You couple that with like a couple of dApps, you know, like for the, for the DAO system and, and you'd be rocking and rolling in no time. Well, this is just it, right? Like we've got so much composability between the different Lego bricks that have been put together in decentralized finance. Uh, We've got some composability in the DAO stack on Ethereum. But again, we're looking for composability without addressing one of the key concerns um, that Kim Cameron put out there in the laws of identity, which is like the number one problem. You don't know who you're interacting with on the other side as an account. So under seven laws of identity, Kim Cameron like literally states like the number one problem with Internet right now is when you interact with another party on the Internet, it's very difficult to verify who that person is on the other side. In fact, in a lot of cases, it's impossible. Um, right now, what Luxo is providing is the opportunity to remove that entirely you'll know who you're interacting with on the other side. And we're going to see composability like universal page projects like that integrate with universal profiles as that initial primitive, but then pushing forward and integrating with some other amazing ideas that are coming out there to build maybe even like a MySpace function. Like again, I say MySpace, but I'm just old. I, I but I, I just remember logging into people's MySpaces and they were customized and they were they were pieces of their personality, right? And there was music on there and it was kind of interesting. And I think some of that has been stripped away in kind of this clinical Facebook experience or Instagram. Like you've got a picture, but everybody's platform looks the same it's not like exploring their life a little bit and universal page definitely i think is a primitive that is being built it's something you can play around with right now that is moving us back in the direction of expressing our individual individuality um in this metaverse platform the difference being instead of inputting all of our information into a third party like myspace so when myspace disappears all your shit disappears In this case here, all of your stuff is uploaded to your universal profile. Universal page is allowing you to customize the view of it. That website is an NFT that you own. So if you were a brand and you built up a real presence around it um, and you ever wanted to sell that baby, you don't need a lawyer. You don't need the legal system. Um, It's as simple as transferring that NFT to another person, cash up front via sale. They will then own that website that you've created uh, that web presence, 
uh, that MySpace profile if that's what you wanted to do, and it would just populate then with the information from their universal profile in a verifiable way. There would be customization on there. So if you're a brand and you created uh, Alt Anonymous clothing, right, and someone wanted to buy Alt Anonymous clothing, but they didn't want to be Alt Anonymous, they could, like Ethel Lauren could buy Alt Anonymous clothing, leave that brand name up at the load up of the screen, but um, it would still be owned by Ethel Lauren in a, in a verifiable way. So, again, great primitive, awesome project. If you haven't checked it out already, Universal Pages up there. Um, You'll need to download the L6, the Luxo browser extension to really play around with it. Um, but if you're interested in that, the documentation is up on uh, docs.luxo.tech uh, to get that thing pretty quickly. So, you know, if you're a pioneer and you want to play around, join us. Yeah, I second that. I definitely recommend just installing the plugin and playing around and creating a, a universal profile and uh, and then playing around on universal pages and just getting familiar because uh, these standards are going to really change things quickly. So I think just getting familiar with kind of where the space is headed, it would be smart. While keeping in mind that everything that is built at this moment is like an alpha stage. So this stuff is only going to get easier to use. It's only going to get better. The descriptions are only going to get better. Um, A lot of the stuff is put out there right now, just so projects can very quickly um, build some, build the apps that users can be in to play with. And we can see how composability comes together, start to proof out some of these ideas um, that we've had relative to the smart contract standards. Um, it's one thing to like, you know, it's, it's one thing to have a machine. It's another thing to stress test it and see what it can actually do when it performs. So like that's, that's kind of where we're at right now. So please get out there, play with it. Uh, it's 1205 Eastern though. That means we've been going for 90 minutes and we do try to keep these things shorter, right? So, like, they're digestible in one listening. Um, so, I guess for anybody up here on stage, if you haven't talked, Turtle, Rob, um, you got anything to say? You know, let, let's get it in now. Otherwise, Kriegel Alts, let's kind of get some closing thoughts out there and then wrap this baby up, and then we'll be back again next week. I'm seeing... Peace signs from the turtle. He must not want to talk. Well, we got about like a little less than a month left in the, uh, oh, we got dwarf coming up. A little bit less than a month left in the hackathon. So how many, how many teams did you say we were at, Eve? 51. Hello, guys. Can you hear me? Hey, dope. Yo, what's up? So, um, yeah, I wanted to like bring up one question for like maybe final question. I'm going to be played, but hopefully you guys can hear me out. So, I've seen the project, uh, I've checked the whole list of the project that I was building on Akaton, and I've checked, I mean, I've seen the, like two, two projects that are building on gaming, uh, integrating gaming and a metaverse uh, tools to like interact with like the universal, universal profile. I, I kind of want to, to kind of know what your thoughts are on those two. If you check them, uh, I think one is called Level Up. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's, I think that's the name. Uh, I, I felt like those those two were like super interesting. Uh, integration with like Unity and stuff like that, and Game Engine that would be like actual metaverse, like grown wiki stuff. So I don't know what you, if you guys check those out and uh, what what you thought. So it's a great question. Um if I'm going to be super honest with you, I'm kind of 
I'm keeping an eye on what the entrants are. I'm not familiar with every single project at the moment. And uh, on the metaverse and gaming side, because I think a lot of that stuff is gone and rely on some of the other standards that are put in, like some of the other early primitives that are put in place. I'm, my eyes are kind of on um, some of the other projects. Like my focus is just elsewhere. Looking at level up, it says that working on a, an idea for a universal profile login for games where games generate a key that is added to the universal profile and is restricted to a specific vault. Um, and this person says, uh, it looks like it's Mullish is the name. It should have it testable in a few weeks. This is, to answer your question, Dope, I think this is a really interesting one because it's one of the use cases that's talked about by Fabian pretty constantly. Um it is saying like if you were to take your universal profile as a login to any one of like a, uh, these massive open player games, or it really it could be almost any type of gaming environment. Um, but like let's say just for ease of understanding, like I want to play Fortnite, so I log into Fortnite. I'm going to buy skins in Fortnite. I want to own all those. I want them to be platform independent, so I don't want Fortnite to own all the skins. So if Fortnite goes away, I never have them anymore. Like I want those things to exist on my universal profile because I may want to use them in other games if possible. Well, the only way to make that work or, or what Fabian has said, the way to make that work safely is to create a segmented kind of asset storage system. And the Luxo standard proposal nine for vaults would allow you to create a Fortnite specific vault on your universal profile. So Fortnite is only able to, like when you purchase something, write something into the vault, but it doesn't have access to maybe other games that have their own specific vaults and assets that are stored there, or definitely not potentially NFTs or tokens that are also associated with your universal profile. There would be one very specific vault that they would have a key to and only the key to that specific vault. Think of it like a long hallway of doors. Each door has its own key. Fortnite only has the key to the Fortnite room. And then if you moved on and you were to play any other game, there would be vaults specific to that implementation. I think Fabian talks about that a lot because it's a way to maintain security on chain when you're interacting. No longer are you like logging in, like let's say you have, no longer do you need maybe like 10 ledgers, let's say, uh, to protect yourself and each ledger is for a different game. You could have that same experience, but built inside of the universal profile itself. So you would have that kind of storage segmentation. So I think that that one's super interesting. Um, I'm just, I'll be interested to see like when that comes up and like how that is kind of implemented, because I think it's an early primitive because you're, you're, you're going to need some other things to come into place in the last protocol in the last hackathon, the nomad protocol, um, created an economic incentive. So if you had, let's say, a sword in one game and you wanted to bring it to like a totally different environment, like uh, you had a sword in World of Warcraft and you wanted to bring it over to Fortnite, there's no incentive right now for Fortnite to render that sword into its environment. Like, why would it want to do it? We have our own assets. Why would I want to let you bring like a sword from another game into ours? The Nomad Protocol existed to create an economic incentive for those assets to become rendered um, across environments. So even something as simple as like, if you had like a really beautiful rendered sword in like a world, uh, Warcraft world of Warcraft, and you wanted to bring it to Minecraft, get it natively rendered in Minecraft as a pixelated item. Um, like these are, that was a protocol that was uh, put out there by, by some builders in the first hackathon. And 
Um, in order for that to really work effectively, you would need something like this LSP nine uh, vault structure kind of implemented on the backside. So again, like I guess I'm super interested. I'm also understanding like, like this is really, really early mm, experimentation with these standards and we'll need some other things to come into place before they're probably like Matt, like really, really interoperable, but like anything that starts to push the boundary as we grow kind of in all directions simultaneously is going to be really positive. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. I agree hundred percent for sure. I mean, we're trying to like make that uh, happen. Like, I think we might be out. We might have the first game, first uh, Luxo Metaverse game. So it's not a metaverse really game, but like we we will have the first game uh, launching uh, pretty soon. We're talking about the game dev, and they said it is just need kind of like the interaction possible with like the universal profile to like implement then into the development of the game. So that's definitely something that's possible. I'm kind of waiting for the uh, launch of those uh, primitive uh, for the universal profiles to like kind of like start developing, and then. If we launch something, we might have like some test beta and like how it would look like to like um, have uh, game items. We cannot, have, we might have a demo pretty soon. So uh, look forward to that. But then um, on the other side, I've seen a lot of DAOs, DAOs, DAO, I mean, on the uh, Akatom. So I was other uh, winner to say that. Weren't you, uh, didn't you, um, Italian? Work on an on a DAO. Uh, I've seen this because it said coming soon on the keys on the keys one. So what does it mean coming soon? So you're not disclosing uh, what you're working on, or I was just curious about that. I think that is. Um, I think the best the best case the best thing for me to say there would be once this space ends re-listen to like the first 20 minutes of it right and you'll get a you'll get a flavor oh, okay. for what we're doing okay. <laughs> no no issues no issues but yeah like uh, again keys was really this idea how do we foster positive and network effect on luxo and network effect means users users means there's things to use how do you support people building things for users um that was a question that has taken a long time to kind of sort out. The main problem that came with that is really what you're doing then is you're building these new metaverse business structures, organizational structures, and nothing existed on Luxo to facilitate that. So that is what Keys Protocol is looking to solve. It's been months and months and months and months and months and months and months of thinking about it, sometimes having it on cold storage because it was hurry up and wait while we waited for this opportunity to have standards to build with. Um, but I think that that hackathon team, which is uh, that's the one thing I really love about the internet. Um, it's social coordination across many people that are seeming that may not have any contact in the meat space that can come together and build awesome stuff. So there are, there's a team of five members right now from that hackathon team, myself, a halts Kriegel, uh, Rob, we're actually not even working on it. It's um, Yellow Turtle, Sage, Boost, um, Fawn, and Habas um, who are working on this thing right now. And they're putting together something that, like I said, to go back, listen to the first 25 minutes. And I, I think when when this is delivered, it'll be a primitive that'll, that'll at minimum unlock what we're trying to do. But I think it'll be really valuable for the space in general. Okay. Thanks. I have one final question. 
I've checked the uh, Dematerialize recently, and I've seen a lot of items on Dematerialize that were linked to other blockchains, like Decentraland. Uh, Decentraland, maybe Sandbox, I mean, I missed it, maybe the Sandbox integration. I was wondering, how do you feel about uh, integrating Luxo uh, standards into other blockchains like Decentraland, Sandbox, maybe Ape, uh, Ape, uh, um, ApeCoin, stuff like that? How do you feel about that? In the same way that if I want a tire that fits my car, I don't care who makes the tire. I just want to be sure that it's going to fit the per- like the the need that I have. Blockchain standards don't need to be like chain based. They need to be like they need to make sense for what is being built. So if these standards prove to be really valuable, I hope they get adopted across all different layer one blockchains that that. Um, are created or any L2 on Ethereum. It's only going to make the user experience for blockchain users better, right? This is just a sandbox as Alt would say that we're playing in and it's a quiet sandbox and it's a new sandbox, which allows us to make, to, to really uh, experiment in a way that's not going to break the financial structure of Ethereum, right? Ethereum is right now securing a lot of money and it's securing a lot of valuables. So like, um, to go out and create this this identity experiment on Ethereum is going to be costly. It's going to be difficult to socially coordinate, and it's going to be difficult to to make all, all the assets there backwards compatible. This allows us to start fresh and create this experiment. And if it proves out and it works, you'll see this thing adopted. You'll see these standards adopted, and you could be on some L2 of Ethereum. And if you need a tire for your proverbial car, you know it's going to fit because it's standards-based. It's not implementation-based, like just a singular implementation. And I think that that's the problem. People have ideas. Um, they propose standards because they say, this is the way it should be done, and all you get is 4,000 different standards competing for people's attention. What you need is an environment where people agree upon how things should be done, and then if it's done and done well, then it proliferates. So like, if I need a tire for a car, it doesn't matter what country I'm in. Like, There's pretty standard set of the way tires work for cars, right? Yeah, I agree 100%, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I see I see something like, like I, feel, I feel like I feel like those tunnels are going to be, gonna be widely accepted, I think. If Luxo kind of like works well, for and for now it's been working pretty well, I feel like like people are developing on it, on it. a lot of people are getting interested in, it, in, in Luxo. So if everything goes well, I think we'll definitely see some other adoption from other blockchains, which would would be like huge for Universal Profile. Could actually like expand what we could, we could do with Universal Profile uh, beyond uh, what we can do on Luxo by itself. That would be actually insane. Big time, homie. Big time. All right, I think we've reached the end. Alt Kriegel, any final thoughts before I cut you off? Great session today. Thanks everyone for joining. Yeah, thanks everyone for joining. Um, Alt, I'm gonna have to keep an eye on what you're working on. Um, I've been playing around with some Unreal Engine stuff. So anyway, everyone, go create things, go do things, explore the metaverse, be friendly, and uh, yeah, if you want to hang out in VR, let us know. Doing that, I think if Kriegel's getting into Unreal Engine, like oh snap, watch out. Yeah, look out, cook out. Look out, cook out. It is a sandbox with so many tools. It it certainly is. I downloaded it once and then was like, all right, I I am 
certainly not going to be able to handle this at the moment. So um, that's okay. Like I said, we all have different talents, and I can't wait to see what you guys put out there. Um, okay, so that is going to close weekly pink pill number 20. Um, we try to put this stuff out there. We try to be consistent weekly because we're trying to create a space where as the standards start to gain hold and people are looking for information, they've got a trusted community space. They can come and interact with people who are again, interested in the same things that they are. Um, this is a platform for creators to come on projects to come on, talk about what they're doing because our number one goal is to foster positive network effect on the Luxo ecosystem. And that means people using it. Uh, if you're looking, if you can't wait till pink pill number 21 and you're just looking for a daily dose of uh, Luxo goodness, or let's say topics that are tangential to it and touch it, we've got the daily pill that comes out every single day. I say daily right now because that's the aspiration, but I'm telling you to come up with an idea every single day and get it out there. Uh, that's challenging. So right now it's kind of daily ish. Um, I try to keep it every weekday, but there are some days where, you know, my wife wants me to go to the beach or I've got responsibilities with my kids and it makes it impossible to deliver on that. If you're interested as a community member and ever submitting anything to the daily pink pill, please let me know and we'll get you up there. You can get your information out there, whether it's detailing your project, you've got an idea, um, you've got a position piece you just want to put out there about Luxo. We'll get it out there as a daily pink pill and we'll get it to our community. The more information that we have circulating, the more powerful this community is going to become. So please consider that an open invitation uh, to produce anything that you would like for that daily pink pill. You can find that thing on Substack. I try to put it out there daily um, through my Twitter. And on that note, boys, girls, and uh, everything in between, enjoy your week. We'll be back same time, same bat channel with the weekly pink pill number 21. And on that note, I'm going to pull the rug on everyone in three, two, and one.